welcome to Cruisin' for a Reviewsin'. This week it's a mini-sode and I'm rejoined by Ava to delve a little bit deeper into the gayness of Interview with the Vampire. Welcome. Thank you for having me again. You are more than welcome. Thank you for all those wonderful facts you had at the end of the last episode. Uh, we've, we've just spent another 10 minutes talking about them all. Um, our interview the Vampire, there's just so much interesting stuff about the production and about the movie itself and obviously vampire stuff. Great. But one thing that people talk about a lot with this movie and we were talking about while we were watching the movie just an hour ago is the gay relationship between Louis and Lestat and like watching this movie I just the whole time I'm like wow this movie's so gay in the best possible way but you were like no this wasn't gay enough like they, they could have gone so much further and really I guess what we decided the reason for that is is I'm thinking in the 90s this was a thing and you're like in 2020 this is not gay enough but for the 90s it was a pretty big deal and one thing that is definitely true about this movie is that Anne Rice, she had written the characters to be in a quasi sort of romantic relationship kind of thing. I don't think it was heavily implied, but uh, I think it was heavily implied, but not actually like explicit. But when the movie was being made and they said they were casting two men as Louis and Lestat, she was like panicked because she's like, people are going to be furious because people aren't going to handle like this heavily implied gay relationship on their screens. And so she actually suggested that they recast Louis as a woman because it would it would have still worked. Well, they said with the recasting her as a woman one of the ways that they were going to do this sort of gender bend of it is that back then you couldn't be a woman and be a plantation owner so the whole guise was that she was going to be a plantation owner that actually dressed as a man Ah. but was secretly a woman and a fun fact was that they were looking at casting Cher of all people to do this they have been great chemistry because Tom Cruise and Cher had a steamy relationship exactly (laughs) and Cher actually wrote a song for this which she then ended up releasing like on an album a lot later down the track so I will track that song down for you because I'm sure you'll be interested in it. Definitely yes. But yeah no I I don't know maybe my I I just don't get any implication I'm gonna have to read the book Mm. because I I honestly went into this watching it assuming that there was going to be so like very strong homoerotic overtones Mm -hmm. from things that I guess I had assumed or maybe heard in the past um, and like I said, I went in pretty blind with this. So I didn't even really know anything. I just I just assumed that two men, vampire movie, mm. Anne Rice. And I, I truly believe Lestat just wanted a wingman. Yeah. None of the victims were male. Oh, the, except the for the, the dandy fop. And I yeah. thought that was just more out of circumstance because originally they were targeting the aristocrat lady. Mm-hmm. So And then mostly from then on it was sex workers. Which yeah, which is been... just, you know, that would have been an easy target um, at the time. So I don't think they were indiscriminate, like discriminate when it came to who they were going to feed on. Mm. But I didn't get any sort of like they, you know, were having like orgies with yeah. men and women and feeding off multiple people. They seem to always sort of just target women. Mm. So I always kind of got, yeah, Lestat was like a party boy, playboy kind of type. And he wanted Louis to be his companion to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, Whereas- yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting for more of this romance between them. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't get that. I kind of 
saw it as yeah he was picked picked him as just to be a companion and it was the convenience of him being wealthy and everything like that mm. but then they kind of fell into the roles of a relationship because they ended up having a child and they were basically raising a child together mm. and all that sort of stuff and they also they had like I think Lestat developed feelings for Louis but because Louis was such a pain in the ass it was like one of those relationships where you're like I love you but I want to strangle you because you were so we're so different and we're not compatible at all but we're put into these positions together I think like whenever they did suck each other's blood when they the initial thing I found that I found that a massive turn on I think it's very hot and like it doesn't take much for for slash fan fiction to be written so oh, 100% you, so you know the fact that there was as much as there is in the movie I mean the slash fiction must just be fucking epic from this movie but I think what they put in was as much as they were willing to put in without the censorship board or you know audiences wigging out and that's why I think they overcompensated by having almost all the victims being busty women mm-hmm. because if they started because he I mean he does say that he likes to start off studies not off with like a girl and then a youth and then an, an aristocrat. aristocrat woman. So he, from that, I got it that he is it bisexual. A, that he yeah. that likes he likes all flavors. And yeah. yeah, they just had to kind of cover up because it's 1994 and homophobia was just rampant in media. Like mm-hmm. you, if you ever go back and rewatch, when was Friends? Was it that early in the 90s? Possibly, maybe a bit later 90s. Maybe I don't like that show. And quite frankly, if you go back and watch it, it is homophobic as fuck. Mm-hmm. Just like they are so frightened of being perceived as gay in that movie in that TV show that, yeah, it's nuts. So for 1994, for there to be just the implication of that being a gay couple, I think was risky enough. And so looking at it from a lens, that sort of lens, everything I think was like, oh, it's so gay. But I also see like, they could have gone so much further. And if it'd been made now, we just watched The Old Guard, which is a Netflix movie with Charlize Theron. And there are two overtly queer, like it was one very overtly queer where they have, there's like a monologue talking about how much he loves his partner. And then the other lesbian relationship is a bit more implied, but mm-hmm. very heavily so. Like in 2020, we can do that now yeah. but that's still probably rattling some cages yeah so for 1994 i think that was yeah the best they could do they may maybe it wasn't even a conscious thing to make them gay it's just that like no no no, we'll keep we'll keep to the book and then people have looked at it and gone it's a bit gay isn't it mm. I don't know no it does make sense because going back to that conversation where when they describe Lestat's perfect night you're right it says he starts off with a young girl a gilded youth gilded youth is very ambiguous there mm. doesn't say what sort of gender or sex there mm. and then an aristocrat so yeah I think that was purposely kept vague mm. um, I do think it definitely is a tale about obsession mm-hmm. so I definitely think like Lestat was definitely obsessed with Louis and saw something beautiful in him mm-hmm. At first it was his sort of, I don't want to live, which is what attracted to him, like him. Mm-hmm. So I guess Lestat sort of saw her, I will save you, you know, I'll save you from this mortal coil. Like, yeah. you don't want to live? Like, I'll give you this other option. But then we also see that later with Armand, mm-hmm. um, who then wants to offer Louis. He's again attracted to Louis because Louis has all this feeling and he's not like the other vampires in his brood mm. who just seem to be more like blood, blood, blood suck 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 <laughs> he's Louis a bit more sophisticated he has feelings and emotions and mm. feels empathy and stuff and can connect you know and mod to the new world and again sort of very similar to Lestat like he becomes obsessed with Louis and entranced and mm. I guess falls in love with him as yeah. well because he makes a dodgy decision to like let Claudia and Madeline die just to have him yeah. you know to possess him mm. um, and both both those characters you know in the end like we're assuming that Lestat has followed Louis to San Francisco. Yeah, to, that, that's, that's how he wound up there. And he, instead of going to get Louis, he found a new companion who 
who's probably going to be a lot more manageable than like who was mm. willing and didn't seem like a whiny fucking bitch. So, mm. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I think it, maybe it's a more of an allegory for obsessive love, but I definitely think given the time it was gay as fuck, I think it was would have been shocking. I think it would have probably would have been, it might have been just subtle enough to sort of not get banned anywhere or anything, but I imagine yeah. there's some people in the south, the southern parts of America who were like, oh, mercy, I can't believe mm-hmm. the gays sort of, sort of thing. So um, another thing I've, I found interesting, so there have been some stories, especially from the 80s, where it's mostly from Risky Business, one of the co-stars accused Tom Cruise of being really, really homophobic and making lots of bad gay jokes. Mm-hmm. And there's been a couple of things, and that's one of those things, like once there's a rumour, it just continues on. And I've so people say, oh, I think Tom Cruise is really homophobic. Tom Cruise could not have possibly read those books and acted the way he acted in that movie and been homophobic because you don't know. But to me, he came off, it was very queer-coded to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because I am almost constantly defending Tom Cruise, yeah. I would like to think that that sort of puts that to rest, that thing that he apparently made some bad anti-gay jokes in the 80s. Also, he was like 18 years old when he made that movie. Well, so that's my And problem. it was the 80s as well. well. And that's it. I mean, making gay jokes in the 80s. When we were uh, making gay jokes in the early 2000s that, still. That's, so. that's what I mean. I, it's just, you know, I don't I don't excuse people's behaviours for the mm. time, but I definitely think people can, like, move on and mm. learn past it. And I think the culture at the time was, yeah, was, it was probably that was just an more acceptable, about fitting in. Yeah, like, you know, people just went along with what the consensus was at the time. Mm. Is that right? No, definitely not. We can reflect now and definitely agree that that's not correct. Yeah. Probably isn't a homophobe mm. by any standard, but I can see, I remember, definitely using gay in a derogatory manner in um, primary school um, until I learned that, you know, gay, it doesn't equal bad. Mm. And so I don't have to use that as a way to describe. teach people that to this day. Exactly. It's amazing how people do not understand the power of language and like, it doesn't mean that anymore. Mm. Yeah, well, just don't use it in a bad way. Everyone listening, do not you say gay in a bad way. (laughs) When we're saying gay, we're meaning gay. 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 (laughs) And also in the old fashioned way of happy, like in Mm. that they were acting gay as fuck. They were like it would make me happy yeah but i guess also when we look at media and vampires now that you see in television i haven't watched much of true blood because i'm not really interested in that but that has like a lot of gay and lesbian queer culture representation Mm. so i can't compare i guess a 1994 film to what we watch today Mm. um which is why i guess i you know went in thinking oh this is going to be super homoerotic because you know that's what people kept saying and then i watched it and i was like no i'm not seeing this there was that scene where louis and what's his name uh, armand were very up close and that was very sensual oh yes that was Um, very like like a whiskers away yeah i'm like kissing are you gonna kiss um and that you know obviously they didn't um but um it's interesting you said yeah there there definitely would have been people that at the time would have found that entire movie uncomfortable Mm. um i know for a fact that one of the most infamous stories is that oprah walked out after the first 10 minutes oh yeah that's right (laughs) um and she actually even considered refusing having tom cruise on her television show at the time it could have been uh, multiple reasons because she is like religious and christian and Mm. she said the movie was very dark 
It could have had to do with the fact that, you know, plantation slaves yeah. as well. But also in the first 10 minutes, we do see like the homoeroticism of yeah. Tom Cruise. Some of the most homoerotic moments are in that first bit exactly. of that movie. So, so that all of that have... combined probably would have put a lot of people off. Exactly. Whereas there'll be a lot of women in their 30s and 40s who would have been like, who, you know, right, right slash fiction, who was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. this is this is all the stuff of my dreams, finally, in my 90s video, like movie screen. Yeah. And I did like, I'm not sure if you're familiar, like hopped on Rule 34, mm. instantly put up, like looked up Lestat and Louis, was looking up all the slash fiction that has been written about this. And yeah, it's it's been around for a very, very long time. Oh, I've got time. some good quality uh, Louis Lestat oh, okay. uh, hentai. Yeah, well, there we go. Around here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. I guess for me, like the romantic in me, and I, it's probably not that romantic. I definitely see it as a story of obsession mm. from both Armand and Lestat saw something in Louis that they wanted to possess that was just so different to all the vampires or men that they'd ever met in their lives before and it became this weird sort of obsessive love Mm. where they needed to control him and like have him constantly yeah Yeah, I definitely don't think it was a romantic love story definitely if it's a love story of any kind it's an abusive abusive. oh yeah um like turning Claudia like he basically made that decision happen because he wanted to keep him yes it was like well now we're a family so you have to stay you have to so that was just fascinating like to me it was Mm -hmm. just it was very powerful very manipulative which is and it's hard because like i love the lestat character he's my Mm. favorite type of vampire the fun party going i I hate morose vampires i just can't stand them Mm -hmm. but he was awful as well Kind of right, because you, you haven't watched True Blood. I've only watched mm. the first few seasons and I really enjoyed it and I need to catch up. But definitely if you're going to anyone who's watched True Blood, I would say that Lestat is the Eric of the vampire world and Louis was the Bill. So Bill was the one from the Civil War era who is dating Sookie, the main character, and it's all a bit, he's a bit glum about the whole thing, whereas mm. Eric owns a nightclub where they serve just for, exclusively for vampires and he's a sexy blonde mm. vampire, has long hair at the start as well and is just like, hey, everyone, that's all, fuck. <laughs> It's great. So, yeah, I think that has carried on. We were talking about um, what we do in the shadows, and Mm -hmm. I know you haven't seen much of that, but that has a lot of very open gay stuff. Mm. I can't remember the characters' names in the show, but, yeah, they're very open about having sex with whoever of and gender sex and stuff like that, Um, which I thought was really, really interesting because it's just like, cool, sex is sex. I'll get off, I'll get off. Yeah. Um, Yeah, vampires live too long to to really care. I think that's it. Yeah, you kind of just get over it puritanical like like, straight thing and yeah I really need to watch that show because I love that movie more than anything oh I really think you'll find it interesting because the parallels between Interview with the Vampire um the vampire theater (laughs) and the show and where it goes um especially with the rules about vampires not killing other vampires Mm. yeah you're gonna I have watched the episode where they kill the vampire no um when oh yeah they kill it so there's the vampire council yeah and I really wish they'd been able to get Tom Cruise to be mm-hmm. to be Lestat in that because it was like yeah. the cast from what's his name Jermaine Clement yeah. was in yeah. back in there and then there was Wesley Snipes mm-hmm. and played like so good yeah I would have loved it if they could have included Lestat, uh, as, Lestat well. as well but obviously that would probably be very expensive way out of their budget <laughs> yeah and Tom Cruise like that sounds great I'm really busy um <laughs> yeah I well I think that's probably good um I love how I'm 
done two minisodes in a row about the homoeroticism of a Tom Cruise movie. Hmm. Uh, good on me. <laughs> Just talking about the things I love. Um, Ava, can I ask once again where we find you online? So you can find me on Twitter at Miss Ava Savage and on Instagram at Miss Ava Savage. Wonderful. And it's Tom Cruise Reviews on Instagram. Tom Cruise Review, no S on Twitter. And TomCruiseReviews.com is my website. I hope you've enjoyed this mini-sode. Thank you so much, Ava, for joining me once again. And we'll catch you next time. Bye.